Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Howdy. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ted in Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist, high-performance coach. I've been doing this for 16 years. I graduated from the nation's first accredited college of hypnotherapy. Got a couple of books on Amazon.com, have this podcast, blog posts, you know, I've kind of done it all. And uh, still doing it, working with uh, clients in my private hypnotherapy practice right now. Uh, September of 2020, almost all my clients are by uh, Zoom, Skype, or phone. We're in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic, but people are still getting help from what I do. So if you need help, I'll tell you how to get in touch with me for now. We're going to get into today's podcast, and today is Friday, and you know what that means. Friday, F-A-Q. And F-A-Q stands for Frequently Asked Question. And a frequently asked question that people come to me and ask me is, hey, I know that hypnotherapy is not sleep, so why do you say deep sleep or sleep? So I don't know every hypnotherapist personally, but all the ones that I do know or have heard of or have seen on video say sleep or deep sleep when they put a person into hypnosis. So I want to reiterate, Hypnosis is not sleep. When you're in hypnosis, in a hypnotherapy session, you're awake, you're aware, you're fully in control, hearing everything that is said, remembering almost everything that's uh, said to you, fully in control, but very, very relaxed. So if hypnosis is not sleep, why do we say deep sleep or sleep? Well, here's the reason. We all have three areas of what we call suggestibility. So suggestibility is just how we learn. And we learn through essentially three different ways, okay? So uh, we are, first of all, when we say we're suggestible to things, it means we believe things, okay? So we have a tendency to believe things. So one of the things that we are very suggestible to is we're very suggestible to our physical bodies. We call this physical suggestibility. So we're physical to, we're very suggestible to what we feel, right? Our world is made up of physical bodily sensations. We pay attention to these sensations, we believe these sensations. You know, if our body is hurting in pain and means something, we're not going to ignore it. If our stomach is grumbling and we're hungry, we're going to do something about it. If we're uncomfortable, uh, too cold, too hot, we're going to take action to make that not be that way anymore. So we're very suggestible to our physical body. Some people more than others. There's another area of suggestibility that's called emotional suggestibility. We're very suggestible to our own thoughts, feelings, and emotions. We have a tendency to believe what we think. When we have an emotion, we believe that means something. Most of us, you know, if we're, we're angry, we don't question why we're angry. We're just angry right? 
So we're very suggestible to our emotions. Our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, they're an important part of our life. So we, we put time and attention into our emotional landscape. We believe what we think. We, we take stock of what we feel. It's meaningful. It's important. This is called emotional suggestibility. We have one more area of suggestibility. Can you guess what it is? Let's see. Mental. No, I'm sorry. Uh, physical, emotional. We also have intellectual suggestibility. I just kind of gave it away there. Intellectual suggestibility. So we think. We use logic. We use reasoning, right? We have an intellect, and we believe our intellect, and we use our intellect, most of us, for some, uh, you know, to some extent, we use our intellect to try to solve our problems or get ahead in life or overcome challenges. So when we say sleep or deep sleep, we are appealing to a person's intellectual suggestibility. So when we Tell a person in hypnosis, your body's becoming very relaxed. You're relaxing more and more with each and every breath that you take. We are activating their physical suggestibility. When we tell a person you're feeling very calm, very still, you're releasing uh, negativity and worry and anxiety, and you're feeling more comfortable. See, so we're appealing to their emotional suggestibility. And when we say deep sleep, we are triggering their intellectual suggestibility because even though hypnosis is not sleep, it is a sleep-like state. So people's eyes are closed. Their breathing is very deep and rhythmic. People may drift off. Their bodies are very still. So it's a sleep-like state. It's not sleep. It's a sleep-like state. So when when we suggest sleep or deep sleep, it's the best word that we can use to trigger someone's intellectual suggestibility to allow them to go into uh, a hypnotic state. And the idea is that um, through the first few sessions with a client, we associate the state of hypnosis with um, uh, words that trigger their physical suggestibility, words that trigger their uh, emotional suggestibility, and words that trigger their intellectual suggestibility. And one of those, and the only word that I know that hypnotherapists use is sleep or deep sleep. So there you go. That's the reason why. I bet you didn't know that. I know it's kind of techy, kind of nerdy, intellectual, but you asked or somebody asked. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, listen, thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you have a frequently asked question, get in touch with me at tedmoreno.com. Click on the contact menu, reach out through social media. Did I uh, tell you that tedinyourhead.com is my podcast webpage? You can find out more about my podcast, actually, listen to my podcast or get a taste of it on that page. And then you can um, click on links to different pod pod catchers. Okay. So anyway, yeah, reach out. I offer a free 30-minute phone consultation. If you're interested in hypnotherapy, I'll answer your questions, uh, explain to you what hypnotherapy is, what it isn't, and if you're ready, we'll set up an appointment. So I hope you're taking good care of yourself because your self-care should be your number one priority. You take good care of yourself, everybody else benefits. If you're not taking care of yourself and you're tired and beat up and sad and depressed and not good, then guess what? Now you're a burden on everybody, right? So self-care is caring for not only yourself, but the people around you. That's my lecture for today. Have a great day. Take good care of yourself and talk soon. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted in Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.